Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Wow. Firstly, I'd like to say very thank you to the esteemed Tamaka for this wonderful privilege to start today's devotion. Praise the Lord. At this point, we'll be praying for the nations of the world. We'll pray the whole world belongs to Jesus, the governments and the galaxies. We'll pray for leaders around the world that they are guided by the spirit of God, by the wisdom of God. And they continually walk in the wisdom of God as propelled by the Holy Ghost. We put a stop to all the pogroms. We put a stop to the dastard destruction and the wanton destructions around the world. We put a stop to the machination of evil causing the deaths of many around the world. And even now, put a stop to the war in Ukraine. We put a stop to the war in Syria. We put a stop to the war in Libya. Even now, we declare peace in the nations of the world, peace in the Northeast Nigeria, peace in Cameroon, peace in all the nations. We declare peace by the power of the Holy Ghost, that the word of God will grow mightily and prevail in all the nations, and nothing shall stop the word of God from penetrating every nook and cranny. Even now, go ahead and pray for the nations of the world. Paradori cross sofra nongras kijo bradila hakade zeko paradila cross sofra negradila kadra dista mente negradila sofra tejo paradila raga papa braga bondo cobra kete bosha kapa braga bondia riki bosi kapa braga bondia riki bosa bondo cobra kete bosha nda nda
Rabba, 
Lord, we thank you for the nations of the world. The whole world belongs to you, God. The governments and the galaxies, the nations, the leaders, they are all yours. And yes, even today, we decree, we make a solemn declaration that peace is restored to the nation. We declare peace even now by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of the Lord Jesus. They come to a speedy resolution that peace is restored to Ukraine by the power of the Holy Ghost. There was a speedy resol resolution that peace is restored to Syria in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We decree peace. We declare even anywhere around the world where there are militants, where there are people that have taken upon themselves to cause this harmony, to cause this unity, to cause pogroms and killings around the world. Even today, we declare that they are shooting the sword, they are surrendering their arms, and they are coming to repentance by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We declare peace within our borders, peace everywhere and 
anywhere all around the world by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of the Lord Jesus peace in Afghanistan by the power of the Holy Ghost peace in Libya peace in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and even as the peace reigns we declare in the name of the Lord Jesus that the word of God penetratingly it enters every nation every city every town by the power of the Holy Ghost the church is marching on the gates of hell cannot will not shall not prevail in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ oh Lord we thank you for the hearts of men all around the world are receptive this day to the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. I will declare many are coming to Christ, many are accepting salvation, accepting the goodness of the glorious gospel in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, thank you, Lord. You are so amazing. You are God all by yourself. Thank you for heaven and earth. I adore you, O God. You are the God, the only true God, none like you, my Father. To you be all the glory forever and ever. Oh, Barako Sata Kavratisha. In the matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Once again, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the Stems Tamaka for this wonderful privilege. And at this point, I'll hand over to the amazing Sister Grace to take us through the, the worship segment of the meeting. Thank you, everyone. Praise God. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Esteemed Martin, for that powerful session of prayer. And thank you so much, Esteemed Amarat, for the opportunity you give me to lead God's people in worship. Thank you so much, Ma. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you're connected from at this time. Right where you are, just lift up your hands and worship to our God. You are Alpha and Omega. You're the governor of the nations, oh God. You know the end from the beginning. With my hands, with my voice, and everything within me. With my voice and my song and every fiber of my being. With my voice and my hand, oh, and everything within me. With my voice and my songs and every fiber of my being, I worship you, oh God, my encore, my everything. I worship you, oh God, my anchor, my God. I worship you, my God, my anchor, my everything. I worship you, oh God, my anchor, 
with my hands and my voice and everything within me with my voice and my song and every fiber of my being i worship you my god my ankle my everything i worship you my god my god my god shepherd of my soul i worship you I worship you, shepherd of my soul. I worship you, I worship you, shepherd of my soul. Yes, you are. I worship you, I worship you. You, I worship you, oh God, my anchor, my solid rock. I worship you, oh God, my anchor. My God, I honor you, Jesus, you're my anchor, my rock and stay, I worship you, oh God, my anchor, my God, I worship you, oh God, my everything, I worship you, Jesus, my my God. Hallelujah. Lord, you are indeed our uncle. Our strong support. The rock on which we stand. The rock that keeps us standing. One that keeps us away from falling, from faltering. Thank you, Lord. We're grateful for your love. We're grateful for who you are to us. We're grateful for the gift of your word, for the gift of your spirit, for your tutorship, for your daily mentorship. 
Thank you for helping us stay, stay strong. Thank you for guiding us through the path of life, for keeping us away from evil and keeping evil away from us. Thank you. To know you is to know life. To know you is to know safety. With all the atrocities, with all the wickedness, with all the evil that has happened, in the last two years, you've kept us strong. You've kept us wise. You've given us knowledge more than ever before and kept us in the way of wisdom. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for being our anchor. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Wherever you are, tell God something that you are grateful for. Praise God. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. I trust that you had a restful night for those of you who just woke up. Depending on where you're connected from, I'd like to welcome you all to the Inspired by the World Global Time of Devotion. That which the Lord is doing in our lives is perfecting by the day. And we are grateful. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. God is gracious and kind. Today is Tuesday, the 30th, the 29th of March. 2022 and we're going to be reviewing the Rhapsody article together. Are you ready? It's showing on your screen and we are going to review together. Tuesday 29th March 2022 it was for your sake title of today's devotional article it was for your sake. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Colossians 1 verse 18. Praise the Lord. So let's shoot as we go through the article together. The expression, the firstborn from the dead, doesn't mean the first to rise from the dead. Prior to Jesus's vicarious death. Prior to Jesus's vicarious death, there were those who had been raised from the dead. But what the apostle Paul communicates by the spirit here is different. When Jesus died, he died in the spirit. Therefore, he was the first to come out of spiritual death. Spiritual death is separation from God. As Jesus hung on the cross, he suffered the agony of being separated from the father. The Bible says he cried out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which is being interpreted, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You find that in Mark 15, 34. This was a result of his being made sin for us. His separation from the father was for our sake. The Bible says, for he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. It should have been illegal for Jesus to be in hell because he was without sin. 
but he went to hell in our place. Colossians 2.15 captures how he engaged Satan in that awful awful combat in hell and defeated him and all the cohorts of darkness. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a shoe of them openly, triumphing over them in it. No one ever came out of spiritual death or out of Satan's bondage, but Jesus did. Glory! He paid the full penalty for every man. Accordingly, because a righteous man was given for sinners, it became legal and possible for sinners to be given his righteousness. Brothers and sisters, if you understand that sentence, you are made for life. He took our place of sin that we might obtain his righteousness. Now we are as righteous as Jesus is. He has made you the very expression of his righteousness because he died spiritually for you. And when he came out of death, you were in him. Now you reign and rule with him in the heavenly realms, in the realm of life. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Glory to God. What Jesus did, he did for you and I. And today um, we're reminded not just what he did, but what he made happen for us by virtue of what he did. Jesus became sin for you and I, for the whole world. And this is why sin should no longer have dominion over you. You know, um, if there's someone here and you probably have been dealing with some wrong habits, addictions or attitude that um, you are not very proud about and you really want to deal with and you've been trying so hard to stop, you, you don't have to try hard to stop. You just have to accept what Christ did for you. Um, David said something. He said, the word of God, have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you? The only way to stop doing the wrong things is to heap up the word of God in your heart. You know, um, I'll give a, a very good example. For many, for many here, at least for the testimonies that we have heard, I've heard people say how that, oh, they used to be sickly. They used to be in and out of the hospital every now and then. And then since they joined inspired by the word and then taking the communion on a daily basis, it's been over a year, it's been months and they haven't been to the hospital. What actually happens to you is that um, you subjected your body to a line of health. So you introduce health to your body and then sickness had no place. You didn't have to struggle. You didn't have to try not to be sick. In the same way, if you would continually introduce the word of God into your spirit, you wouldn't have to struggle to stop doing the wrong thing. You would just find that you are doing the right thing. Just the way you found that you are living in health, you just found that you are always doing the right thing. The addictions are no longer there. The bad habits are no longer there. So stop trying to stop. Stop struggling to stop. Just do what you need to do. Keep the word of God continually entering into your spirit. 
And that's why I do say that try as much as possible, be consistent in this daily devotion. Then we have Project in Message a Day. That one gives you the opportunity to hear a full dose of the word of God in one message. What I do for the message of that day, I just put it on repeat. So it plays again and again and again. I'm going to bed, it's on repeat. So put the word of God in your heart. And then you just find that living the righteous life, living a life of righteousness, which you already are, not by your works, not by what you do or don't do. God made you his righteousness by virtue of nature. You know, I usually would use an example. You know, sometimes maybe when you were growing up or it might even have happened to you in recent times when maybe you did something that your dad or your mom didn't like and then they got so angry and say, I disown you. You are no longer my son. You are no longer my daughter. In my mind, I would just laugh even though that hasn't happened to me, but if I ever heard such a thing, I would just laugh because um, it's only in mouth that they can disown you. Because for them to really disown you, they have to go and change your DNA. They have to go and change the fact that the same blood that flows inside their body flows inside your body. In literal sense, no man can actually disown a son, a son or a daughter. Yes, they might probably cut off... Um, maybe rights of sonship or daughterhood, you know, because, or maybe you get some kind of allowances or you have rights to maybe some form of inheritance and all of that. They might deny you all of those things, but in literally sense, literal sense, you, you cannot be disowned because the DNA cannot change. They cannot go back to undo the fact that you were born by both of them. In the same vein, the life that God gave us the life of righteousness, it's nature, it's our DNA. It got introduced into our bodies, into our spirits, into every fiber of our being the moment we got born again. And it cannot be reversed. It cannot be reversed. And this is why there's no wrong that you actually even do that changes God's mind about you. The only thing is that you know, you give the devil an opportunity to, to deal with your mentality, your mindset, because he's going to continually bring that consciousness of that wrongdoing, that consciousness of, um, of guilt to you. And that stops you, that affects your effectiveness in Christ. So that's the thing that you, you that, that's the danger of continuing to do the wrong thing because you have forgiveness in Christ Jesus. And in fact, this forgiveness is actually automatic. If you followed Pastor Chris and you've listened to his messages, you realize that God is not even waiting for you to ask for forgiveness. Forgiveness is an, is, is an auto for the child of God. But of course, out of regard for our fellowship and our, and, our, and our friendship, because God is a person, you know, if, if, if you did something wrong to me and you probably offended me, it's my choice to be offended or not to be offended. It's also your choice to apologize for doing something wrong. But I can, I can put myself in that state where I don't wait for your apology. I just forgive you. And it's something I learned from Pastor Chris. So I don't wait for you to apologize. I just stay in that state where any wrong that is done to me, I forgive. 
But the one that did something wrong, it would be nice out of regard for the relationship that we share to say, oh, Sister Maka, I'm sorry about what I said. I'm sorry about what I did. So when we apologize to the Lord for something wrong that we did, it's out of regard and out of honor for the Lord that he is to us, for the Father that he is to us, and then for the kind of love that God shows us. It's just wicked to not apologize when you have done something wrong. But in literal sense, God is not waiting for your apology, for forgiveness to be administered for something wrong that you have done. See, this is why you must understand righteousness because your understanding of righteousness will help you live a great life. If you understand righteousness, you will never be depressed. If you understand righteousness, you will never find yourself where you are running away from God because you did something wrong. Because the life that God gave us, it's permanent. It's a thing of nature. It cannot be reversed. And when God sees you, he sees the righteousness of Jesus Christ. He doesn't see the wrong or the right that you did. He just sees the fact that Jesus gave us his righteousness. That righteousness, everything about it is right. Everything about it is right. And that's what Jesus and God sees. So brothers and sisters, Jesus went to the cross for you and I. He died for you and I. He was buried for you and I. He rose for you and I. He ascended for you and I. He was glorified for you and I. We are now the righteousness of God. We are now the glory of God. These are not inspirational speeches, okay? These are a reminder of who you are, what you have, and whose you are. That's the most important thing. You know, in this world, when you enter an office, they say, oh, that is the daughter of the president. Everybody just begins to give her an accord. They don't even need to know her name. Always remember whose you are. You are special. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are perfect. And God loves you enough. And he has made all the available provision for all that you ever require for life and for godliness. Remember that at all times. Thank you so much. At this moment, I'm going to hand over to the esteemed Pastor Onye to take us through the next segment of the devotion. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Thank you, Ma, for this opportunity. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. Depending on where you are connected from at the moment, we are going over to the Bible study segment of today's devotion, and I'm going to start with the further studies of the Rhapsody of Realities. Romans chapter 5, verse 17 says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they would receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 13. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, whom of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, For our sake he made Christ to be seen, who knew no sin, so that in and through him we might become stood with with viewed as being in and examples of the righteousness of God, what we ought to be approved and acceptable and in right relationship with him by goodness, 
praise the Lord. We're going to take the confession together. Please do not unmute your mic. Just repeat after me. Blessed Father, I thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus in my behalf by which I've been made righteous. I walk in and manifest your righteousness, reigning and ruling with Christ from the heavenly realms in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. We are going to over to the New Testament reading for today. And we are still in the book of Luke chapter 8. Caption, Jesus ministers throughout the land. Soon afterward, Jesus began a ministry tour throughout the country, visiting cities and villages to announce the wonderful news of God's kingdom. His 12 disciples traveled with him, as did a number of women who had been healed of many illness and set free for demonic power. One of the women was Mary, who was from the village of Madala, from whom Jesus had cast out seven demons. Among the women were Susanna and Joanna, the wife of Susha, who had managed King Herod's household. Many other women who supported Jesus' ministry from their own personal finances also traveled with him. Caption, Mysteries of God's Kingdom Reign. Massive crowds gathered from many towns to hear Jesus, and he taught them using metaphors and parables such as this. A farmer went out to sow seeds for a harvest. As he scattered his seeds, some of them fell on the hard pathway and were quickly trampled down and unable to grow and became nuts in the bed seed. Some fell on the gravel, and though they sprouted, they couldn't take root. It withered for lack of moisture. Other seeds fell where there was nothing but weeds. They too were unable to grow full maturity, for the weeds choked them out. Yet some of these seeds fell into good fertile soil, and they grew and flourished until they produced more than a hundredfold harvest, a bumper crop. Jesus added, shouting out to all who could hear, listen with your hearts and you will understand. Nine. Later, his disciples came to him privately to ask him what deeper meaning they could find in this parable. He said, you have been given a teachable heart to perceive the secret hidden mysteries of God's kingdom realm. But to those without a listening heart, my words are merely stories. Even though they have eyes, they are blind to the true meaning of what I say. And even though they listen, they won't receive full revelation. Here, then, is the deeper meaning of to my parable. The word of God is the seed that is sown into my heart. The hard pathway represents the hard hearts of those who hear the word of God, but the slanderer quickly snatches away what was sown in their hearts to keep them from believing and experiencing salvation. 13. The seeds fell falling on the gravel represent those who initially respond to the word with joy, but soon afterward, when a season of difficulty and harassment of the enemy comes to them, they wither and fall away, for they have no roots in the truth, and their faith is temporary. The seeds that fell into the weeds represent the hearts of those who hear the word of God, but their growth is quickly choked off by their own anxious cares, the riches of this world, and the fleeting pleasures of this life. 
This is why they never become mature and fruitful. The seed that fell into good fertile soil represent those lovers of truth who hear it deep within their hearts. They respond by clinging to the word, keeping it there as they endure all things in faith. This is the seed that we one day bear much fruit in their lives. The re- caption, the revelation light. No one lights a lamp and then hides it, covering it over or putting it where no one sees its light. No, he places the lamp on a lampstand so others benefit from its brightness. Because this revelation, because this revelation lamp now shines within you, nothing will be hidden from you. It will all be revealed. Every secret of the kingdom will be unveiled and out in the open, made known by the revelation lights. So they pay careful attention to your hearts as you listen to my teaching. For those who have open hearts, even more revelation will be given to them until it overflows. And for those who do not listen with open hearts, what little light they have imagined themselves to have will be taken away. Caption, Jesus' true family. Jesus' mother and his brothers came to where Jesus was teaching, but they couldn't get through the crowd and they had gathered around him. Some told Jesus, your mothers and brothers are standing outside waiting to speak to you. Jesus told the crowd, these who come to listen to me are like my mother and brothers. They are the ones who long to hear God's words and put them into practice. Praise the Lord. Let's come to the end of today's New Testament reading. We are going to go over to the Old Testament. We are still in the book of Joshua, chapter 3. Brother John is yes. on. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ma. Brother John, you will not announce yourself, she. Okay. <laughs> Please. I can't hear you very well. Your volume is low. Okay. That's what I want. Okay. Can you hear me now? Better. Welcome back. Okay. Thank you very much. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Thank you for being a part of this morning's devotion. Today we're in the book of Joshua, chapter 3 and 4, the Living Bible. Thank you so much, esteemed um, Amarak and esteemed co-hosts for the beautiful job you're doing. So from verse 1, early the next morning, Joshua and all the people of Israel left Acacia and arrived that evening at the banks of the Jordan River where they camped for a few days before crossing. On the third day, officers went through the camp, giving these instructions. When you see the priests carrying the ark of God, follow them. You have never before been where we are going now, so they will guide you. However, stay about a half mile behind when a clear space between you, or with a clear space between you and the ark, be sure that you don't get any closer. Then Joshua told the people to purify themselves. For tomorrow, he said, the Lord will do a great miracle. 
In the morning, Joshua ordered the priests, take up the ark and lead us across the river. And so they started out. Today, the Lord told Joshua, I will give you great honor so that all Israel will know that I am with you just as I was with Moses. Instruct the priests who are carrying the ark to stop at the edge of the river. Then Joshua summoned all the people and told them, come and listen to what the Lord your God has said. Today, you are going to know for sure that the living God is among you and that he will, without fail, drive out the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Gegashites, Amorites, and Jebusites, all the people who now live in the land you will soon occupy. Think of it, the ark of God, who is Lord of the whole earth, will lead you across the river. Now select 12 men, one from each tribe, for a special task. When the priests who are carrying the ark touch the water with their feet, the river will stop flowing as though held back by a dam and will pile up as though against an invisible wall. Now it was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing all its banks. But as the people set out to cross the river and as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, suddenly, far up the river at the city of Adam, near Zarethan, the water began piling up as though against the dam, and the water below that point flowed onto the Dead Sea until the riverbed was empty. Then all the people crossed at the spot where the river was close at the city of Jericho, to the city of Jericho, and the priests who were carrying the ark stood on the dry ground in the middle of the Jordan and waited as all the people passed by, praise God, what a miracle. Joshua chapter four, when all the people were safely across, the Lord said to Joshua, tell the 12 men chosen for a special task, one from each tribe, each to take a stone from where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan and to carry them out and pile them up as a monument at the place where you come tonight. So Joshua summoned the 12 men and told them, go, in, go out into the middle of the Jordan where the ark is. Each of you is to carry out a stone on your shoulder and 12, 12 stones in all, one for each of the tri 12 tribes. We will use them to build a monument so that in the future, when your children ask, what is this monument for? You can tell them it is to remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the ark of God went across. The monument will be a permanent reminder to the people of Israel of this amazing miracle. So the men did as Joshua told them. They took 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan River, one for each tribe, just as the Lord had commanded Joshua. They carried them to the place where they were camped for the night and constructed a monument there. Joshua also built another monument of 12 stones in the middle of the river at the place where the priests were standing. It is there to this day. The priests who were carrying the ark stood in the middle of the river until all these instructions of the Lord, which had been given to Joshua by Moses, had been carried out. Meanwhile, the people had hurried across the riverbed. And when everyone was over, the people watched the priests carry the ark up out of the riverbed. The troops of Reuben, Gad, and half tribe of Manasseh, fully armed as Moses had instructed, and 40,000 strong strong led the other tribes of the army across the plains of Jericho. It was a tremendous day for Joshua. The Lord made him great in the eyes of all the people of Israel, and they revered him as much as they, as they 
had Moses and respected him deeply all the rest of his life. For it was Joshua who at the Lord's command issued the orders to the priests carrying the ark. Come up from the riverbed. The Lord now told him to command them. So Joshua issued the order. And as soon as the priests came out, the water poured down again as usual and overflowed the banks of the rivers before. This miracle occurred on Friday, 25th of March. That day, the entire nation crossed the Jordan River and camped in Gilgal at the eastern edge of the city of Jericho. And there, the 12 stones from the Jordan piled, were piled up as a monument. Then Joshua explained again, the purpose of the stones in the future, he said, when your children ask you why these stones are here, and what they mean, you are to tell them that these stones are a reminder of this amazing miracle, that the nation of Israel crossed the Jordan River on dry ground. Tell them how the Lord our God dried up the river right before your, our eyes and then kept it dry until we are all across. It is the same thing the Lord did 40 years ago at the Red Sea. He did this so that all the nations of the earth will realize that Jehovah is the mighty God and so that all of you will worship him forever. Praise God, hallelujah. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you so much, Estimbra John. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time. I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Stamaka for this wonderful privilege, praise God. Hallelujah. At this point, we'll be going straight to the affirmation segment of our meeting praise the lord and the affirmation will be on the strings shortly we start affirmation by saying our names my name is you say your name i have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of christ in this paragraph i your name i'm granted according to the riches of the glory of christ I, your name my more and more in knowledge and in all judgment at this point i will kindly ask everyone to please unmute your mics as we take our connection at the count of three one two three my Thank 
Amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. At this point, we'll be going straight to the at this point, we're going to be to the communion segment of today's meeting with the Lord. Lord, hallelujah. And our text is taken from 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23. Praise God. Glory to God. Before we go into our text for today, I want to quickly read something. I want to quickly read something to us as we take the communion. Praise God. Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, while we're reading today's, um, taking today's um, reading, the Old Testament, from that Joshua chapter 3, verse 7. It says, today, the Lord told Joshua, I will give you great honor so that all Israel will know that I'm with you, just as I was with Moses. Hmm. Today, God is giving you great honor. You know, um, in your place of work, in your business, in the people you have met. You have met, you might have met so many people when it comes to, you know, your business and all that. But today, but this moment, but from this day, there'll be a different level of your relationship with them. Where they, no matter who they are, no matter what they have accomplished or how big or wherever they have gotten to, they will begin to honor you because that is what the word of God says. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, um, when you read also, I'll quickly take this. The same Joshua chapter, I think chapter four now, verse 14. It says, it was a tremendous day for you. The Lord will make you, the Lord has made you great in the eyes of the people. And they will revive you so much. And they will respect you deeply every day of your life. They will revive you and they will respect you deeply by the power of the Holy Ghost. It's a solemn order. It's a command. And the voices, the ears of the walls of nature, of everything, hears me this day. It's a solemn command. They will revive you. They will respect you. They will see to it that your need is met by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everything you desire. Because that is what the word of God says unto you. Praise God. Hallelujah. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, your word has gone forth. As we break this bread, we seal it by the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he has sobbed, saying, this cup in the New Testament in my blood, this do you as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you too show the Lord's death till he come. When Melchizedek appeared before Abraham, the Bible says he brought forth bread and wine and he blessed him. And Abraham's eyes opened. He knew he was the prince of the Most High, and then he gave him Titan offering. The Bible says, when the Lord Jesus appeared before some of his disciples, he brought forth bread and wine, he broke it, and their understanding opened, their eyes opened, and he disappeared. As you take this cup, your eyes will open to those realities of God's kingdom, to those realities of God's word. There's an opening of your eyes this day. To see opportunities and not miss it. To see grace and walk in it. To walk in the perfect union with the Spirit. And many will take it upon themselves to do you good by the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you. We seal your word that has gone forth this day by this cup. And we declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is done. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Go ahead and take the cup even now. Pariodora, clashed of Radoria, Axkej, Akadarian, Digras, and Akuri, Teleperundis, Lagas, Shatunga, Frogadila, Kronsgij of Renekredi. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Once again, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Stamaka for this wonderful privilege. And at this point, I'll kindly hand over to the esteemed person in here to take us through the remaining part of the meeting. Thank you, everyone, and ensure you enjoy your day. Thank you.
Thank you, esteemed Brother Martins. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening once more, everyone, depending on where you are connected from. We are going over to the celebration segment. If today is your birthday, birthday of your loved ones, birthday of your friends, or wherever it is you are celebrating, your wedding anniversary, please kindly come to the chat room and let's celebrate with you. If you are connected with us for the first time, uninspired by the word, please, we want to meet with you. Come to the chat room, say your name, who invited you, and where you are connected from. Praise the Lord. We have birthdays today. Today is your birthday, birthday of your loved ones anniversary or whatever it is you are connected, you are celebrating, please, we want to meet with you. If today is your first time, please kindly come to the chat room, say your name, who invited you, and where you are connected from. Okay. We do not have any birthdays today. I'm going to hand over to Esteem, Sister Maka. Thank you, everyone. Do have a nice day. Oh, Sister Grace says, today is my friend's birthday, Namatai. Happy birthday to your friend. God's blessings now and always. Do we have any other birthday? Over to you, esteemed Sister Maka. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Oinye. And thank you very much for standing in for um, Brother John while he was away. Brother John, please pay up your $1 million as fast as possible. And thank you so much, Pastor Onye, too. You know, the way you read the New Testament is so soothing and comforting. Like, you're just hearing the voice of a mother that is just teaching you the word of God, and you just want to sleep, you know, hearing that word, you know, that kind of feeling. Praise God. And a welcome, esteemed Brother John. Glory to God. Thank you, esteemed Brother Martins, for blessing us continually with words. We're deeply grateful and thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Deborah, for the times of intercessory prayers. We can easily all see that our priestly ministry as, um, you know, intercessors are being fulfilled here on a daily basis. And esteemed Sister Grace, you just make worshiping God so beautiful, so peaceful and so sweet. Thank you so much, dear co-host. We love you so much. It was Mother's Day on Sunday. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers in the house. Also, all the men who play motherly roles. You know, a lot of men, you all have spiritual children. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Um, and we say happy birthday to all our loved ones whose birthdays we're celebrating today. We are grateful to God for what he's doing in their lives. And we declare that that which the Lord has started in them, he's perfecting by the day in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. It's been an awesome time of devotion, you know, with the Lord. And we are grateful to God for the impact that his word has in us. I'd like us to unmute as we share the benediction. We've come to the end of today's devotion. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the spirit of the Holy Spirit, the rest of the Bible, 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 the rest of the
Always follow us. Come on,